What a dad. What a ham. Yeah, the mo- the movie I just watched with the samurai? Mhm. Yeah. I got you on candid microphone, bitch. <laughs> You're going to the racist hall of fame now. <laughs> I finally caught you. (laughs) After careful, you know I'm careful and um, building a case for years and he just tweeted it out. Why hey to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Are we ready? I guess so. Uh, My headphones disconnected for a second, but we should be fine. These aren't my normal headphones. Wow, we're truly in new waters. Mm-hmm. I'm truly in John Waters. Uh, the only Supreme Court approved game show where one of us is quizzed on a movie they haven't seen. Huh. I'm your <laughs> I'm your co-host, Ethan Wes, and this is your other co-host. Wes Ethan. If we ever make merch. It'll be like Kramer versus Kramer. All that merch. That sweet, sweet merch. Where did this M&M come from? We should decide a prize for the season after this episode. <laughs> well, we'll look at the scores. Um, the current score is... Ethan, 17.66 repeating. And Wesley, 30. 30? Luigi? And you just got caught on Canton camera. <laughs> For impersonating the Super Smash Brothers ultimate announcer. Golf claps for the episode, everyone. Golf claps. We're doing our best. What if we got rid of our opening script and just replaced it with applause from us? <laughs> I would be fine if we replaced our intro song with that. Just just give me a bunch of different takes of you clapping and applauding. I'll put it together with me clapping and applauding, and then that'll be our new intro. Next week, you're going to hear a brand new We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. <laughs> if I do that. Um, oh, good. Got I no scored food. your quiz today. <laughs> yeah! I really, as I turned on my tablet, did not know. It's like when I was in grade school and I was never sure if I did my homework. So every day was a gamble when I opened my backpack and I was like, did I do this? And I'd be shocked if it was done. (laughs) And then I was put in advanced placement classes. (laughs) And look at you now. Look at me now. A janitor for the academy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's what you do, right? Yeah. But only for the barf. 
I'm just a barf janitor. So many people don't realize that when a celebrity does not win an award, they oftentimes just vomit in the aisle. Mm-hmm. And at the museum, we keep them all in jars, mm-hmm. and a lot of people knock them over. <laughs> just to see you clean them up. Mm-hmm. It's like Spongebob mopping at the talent show. People applaud me. <laughs> I was going to say it's kind of akin to like teenagers stealing like a cup from like their from the local diner. It's just like a, a tradition, a kind of rite of passage. tradition. <laughs> but now it's getting a selfie with the puke janitor. I'm picturing like you're taking on this job from someone who has done it for like 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> They've groomed you for this job. They've also I always groomed knew... you as a child. Well, <laughs> you can't have one without the other. And they also groom me like a pet. <laughs> Heavy grooming. <laughs> Heavy petting. Last I... week we talked about a movie, and I have since watched that movie. Dr. Strangelove. How I learned to stop fearing and love that bomb make love to bombs i would fuck king bob yeah uh so you only got big. half a point because you didn't correctly guess that king bomb was in this movie that sounded a lot like the Haunted Mansion music, not that you would know what that sounds like. Hey, I've seen that movie. Why haven't you seen it? What do you know about it? You got half a point. Let's half! See, let's see why I gave you half a point. Uh, for identifying the man writing the nuclear bomb. Yeah, but I also should have gotten half a point for saying it's one of the driest war critiques ever made. See, the thing is, I really don't think it's super dry. <laughs> you think it's, the wit in this movie is wet? You think this is a wet wit? It's not like... Like, if you're not familiar with... Like, I, I can't imagine, like, someone who's 18 right now... Partic- like, at every year that this movie exists there's less and less of an audience for it (laughs) just from collective from the collective people who just did not live through the cold war (laughs) yeah and i would say for every year that this movie exists uh the disclaimer at the beginning of the movie feels less and less true what was the disclaimer the disclaimer at the beginning of the movie uh states the united states air force says that none of the events depicted in this movie could ever happen. And this is purely a work of fiction. Yeah, I don't... I might still stand by that. You think it's impossible? I think it is. (laughs) Okay. I think they're right. I think the United States Air Force has no reason to lie to us. I'm not... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Way to just put me in a box for one answer. Fully straw man your argument <laughs> so that I can get a point. 
Well, now I'm going to take away your half point. <laughs> I seriously am. For giving what? too much credit to the military and government for being competent enough to do something like this. I'm giving them credit? <laughs> yeah, you're saying that this is possible. No, I I am saying that this is possible. Yeah, and I don't think there's anyone competent enough or smart enough or even has the the will to do this. To say that these series of foibles which would end the world would be possible? I'm saying the military is competent. You're saying that someone could trick the Air Force into launching its nuclear-armed jets into the Soviet Union without the proper protocols from the executive branch. I don't... I think you and I have very different understandings of what, who was tricked. There was one man who knew everything that was going on in this, in this movie, and it was the colonel who was holed up in his office. Yeah, who knew who knew that fluids were making him bad? I just don't think there's anyone confident enough to pull something like this off today. And I'm saying he's just that we'll have somebody who's just crazy enough to do it. So if you want to prove Wes wrong, get in the army. <laughs> it's time to enlist. And let's make this movie happen. Ooh, we're starting off heated. What? <laughs> Communist and what's the consp- second question? <laughs> <laughs> what communist conspiracy does General Ripper believe is affecting American water? You said chemicals turning frogs gay or drinking gunpowder. I gave you half a point for chemicals yeah. making the frogs gay. <laughs> it is very in line with the chemicals are making the frogs gay. <laughs> it's pretty much just that their communists are tainting the the fluids of american men they took his fluids from him (laughs) but never he'll never be tricked again never be fooled again (laughs) (laughs) that's what the who song is about if only this movie had come out five years later (laughs) Uh, maybe 10 i don't know 15. What in the uh, war room is General Buck Turgidson most afraid of the Russian ambassador seeing? You got zero points. What was the correct answer? I I was circling the correct (laughs) answer, but I didn't pinpoint it. I kept saying things that were on a board, but I didn't say, the big board! (laughs) (laughs) Which at the time really didn't have much of anything on it. It was just a big map. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. They could see that the United States has created a map. <laughs> what kind of hat does the B-52 pilot wear? You said a 10-gallon hat. I gave you a full point. It might just be a cowboy hat, but it is a 10-gallon hat. I feel like most people don't know what a 10-gallon hat even looks like and would probably identify it as one. So, Doug Dimmadome. Oh, owner of the Doug uh, Dimsdale Dimmadome? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doug Dimmadome. Owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. The Dimsdale Dimmadome. Oh, Butch Hartman. <laughs> How we love him so. <laughs> More each day. 
every day that we... Butch Hartman <laughs> continues to exist, our love, love him grows exponentially. By treating Butch Hartman as our idol, therefore a false idol, are we not creating a great hypocrisy with his belief in his religion? Probably not. He's probably doing the same thing. What kind of relationship does Dr. Strangelove have with his hand? I gave you half a point for saying untrustworthy. I would say it's solely adversarial. (laughs) Yeah, I watched it. It is adversarial. The two pieces of media that I uh, stated reference this moment do. Wesley, I think you would really like Metal Gear Solid. At the very least, do yourself a favor and watch a, a, a Let's Play of it or something. Because there is a man in the second game who has chopped off his arm, uh, replaced it with another dead man's arm. That arm then possesses uh, his body and mind, and he becomes that person, the previous owner of the arm. But then in the fourth game, spoilers for Metal Gear Solid 4, in the fourth game, you find out it was all an op. I'm not sold. Multiple choice. <laughs> in the second game, there's a fat man on roller skates that throws bombs. And his name is Fat Man. Ethan, stop trying to make me play video games that you play. I don't want to play with you. <laughs> <laughs> play with me. Who is more sorry than the other? Uh, you said neither are sorry, meaning the Russian premier and the United States president. Couldn't be more wrong. They are both equally sorry. <laughs> I thought that was actually a pretty funny exchange. It's, it is by far my favorite part of this movie. <laughs> a good two minutes of them just like apologizing back and forth until they both agree they're equally, equally sorry. sorry. That's the Cold War that we should have had. <laughs> if the Cold War was between Wisconsin and Minnesota, that's what it would have been. <laughs> Who calls General Buck in the war room? You said his dietician. No, it's his mistress. Yep. Also his secretary. They are the same. Yes. What with all these men having their secretaries be their mistress? Yeah, it's like, it's kind of why I've been talking to these right-wing groups about trying to get madmen removed from... Mm. <laughs> I just, even if it was true, what's the point in spreading that information? <laughs> Keep it secret. Uh, what How's is your it? secretary? She's good. She's laying in bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> what is the three-letter prefix for getting in to- contact, contact with the rogue B-52? You got this one right. Do you remember what it was? Uh... D- Sending codes to a computer? No, what's the three-letter prefix? Ope? Yes, O-P-E. Or Poe. Oh, no, they did get it with O-P-E. Yeah. Who will Mandrake have to answer to if he doesn't get a hold of the president? I got this correct the first time, but you had confused me. Uh, It is the Coca-Cola company. That's also a very funny joke in this movie. Yes. Uh, and just for the record, I do not recall it confusing you, so you're making that <laughs> shit up. What does General right, Ripper... I'm playing it back now. 
Ethan cut this. <laughs> what does General Ripper believe women want from him during sex? You said his American spirit. We already went through this. It's his, it's his pure fluids. Mm-hmm. But what are one's pure fluids, if not the conduit for one's American spirit? Zero points. So you are leaving multiple choice <laughs> with one point. Nice. True or false? You said it was true that Dr. Strangelove suggests putting a bunch of people underground for 100 years. Yeah, he does. Yep. So you got the point. And it doesn't lead to another arms race. You said it was false that Dr. Strangelove is a Nazi. Not anymore. Just his hand is. He's, fi- he's, he's fine now. He's the one who shouts, my viewer. That's not his fault. That's his hand's fault. Oh, I forgot your hand also. As your his hand cords. made him scream, Hail Hitler. There are too many characters that have based themselves off of Dr. Strangelove in media, I think. Yeah. No, because I totally Peter Sellers' agree. performance is pretty good wasn't that that's not his best character in the movie which one would you say is his best the president yeah i was reading that he originally played the president as having a cold the entire time so he was constantly sniffling and had a tissue but kubrick said that it was emasculating the the role too much Jesus Christ. You said it was true that the Bombardier is played by James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is in this movie, but I'm not sure what role he has on that plane. The Bombardier. So you got the point. Nice. You said it was true that Peter Sellers plays four different roles in this movie. I think he only plays three. Yeah. He was intended to also be the guy who, the pilot of the B-52. That would have made sense. Honestly, it's kind of weird that that was played by someone else. Yeah. There was some reason for it, but I forget what it was. Not that that guy did like a bad job or anything, but if they were going to make it weird and just have Peter Sellers do a Norbit. Yeah. (laughs) Stanley Kubrick presents (laughs) Norbit. This is nothing if not Stanley Kubrick's Norbit. Uh, true or false, a hydrogen bomb is... Well, you said it was false that a hydrogen bomb is dropped on the Soviet Union. Yeah, I guess it's a hydrogen bomb. Yeah. And you said it was true that the full title of this movie is Dr. Strange Love or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. That's true. I don't like this title. I think it's fine. I never have. I also don't like that this movie is called Dr. Strangelove. That guy is not in this movie a lot. This movie should have been called Ack, My Fluids. Is that a, a Kathy reference? Ack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we all know, Kubrick loved, <laughs> loves Kathy. <laughs> Kubrick, I've just given you two ideas. If you weren't dead... Crawl your ass out of the ground and make these movies. <laughs> make a live action Kathy. You want to describe that screen grab again? Uh, yeah, sure. I don't remember what this was. 
believe it or not, a lot has happened to me <laughs> in the past couple days. Folks, I've talked to him recently. Not much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tweet about it because my life is not for purchase. His van just got a little muddy. That was that's all that <laughs> happened. I don't drive a van. <laughs> you have eight kids. Yeah, and I drive them on my Harley Davidson. I stack them up in the sidecar and we plow down the road. Flying down Hollywood. He's just just he's just stealing that uh Sean the Sheep bit from it's really good it's a really good (laughs) bit i hadn't remembered it until you said that uh so this screenshot is buck turgidson and his secretary post coitus wait 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 wait. (laughs) we don't know we don't know for sure you got me there they could have they had separate beds (laughs) She was tanning on a bed in her hotel room. Okay. <laughs> I think that's uh, more plausible. It's a they're getting a call from the the war room saying that one of the sh- one of the ships, one of the planes has gone rogue. Yeah. And they don't know what to do. And then Buck says, "I'll be right back before you can do a thing." Before you can jack off. Before you can finish jacking off, which is actually what he says. I just didn't want to say it. (laughs) This Uh, is a lewd movie. It's crass. (laughs) His name's Turgidson. But everyone calls him Turdy. I give you a point and a half um, Mm. for saying this is towards the beginning of the movie. And identifying that the man was a general. Nice. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> um, he. Ha. All right. Time for bonus questions. Bongus. Bongus. <laughs> That's bogus. <laughs> this is the new section we like to call <laughs> bonus or bogus. <laughs> What is the ratio of men to women in the underground society after the bomb? Uh, I believe it's 10 women to every one man. That is correct. And everybody, all the men in the war room are super on board. Yeah. All the women have to be as attractive as possible. Disgusting. (laughs) This is a bad question. This is an easy one. Okay. How long then, would humans have to stay underground? 75, 100, 125, or 150? 100 years. You didn't even have to give me the options. True or false, General Buck is very concerned about the breeding gap. I don't even know what that is. True? Uh, it's false. He's worried about the mineshaft gap. Mineshaft gap. The gap war. All right. What'd I get? Seven and a half points? Nine and a half. Ooh! Wee! 
That's bogus. <laughs> Anytime we get under 10, we have to play that sound clip. We're on our way to becoming a proper game show. Hey, that could be a catchphrase. We have why we could add that's bogus. Yeah, we definitely have why our catchphrase once every five episodes. All right. Man. Uh, Ethan, would you rewatch this movie? I'm guessing no. Uh, yeah, probably not. Uh, I thought it was fine. I lied to someone today and said that uh, I liked it because they liked it. Who who liked it? Uh, a new hire. Anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, I felt mostly uncomfortable for the entire movie. Why? Um, because of the conversation we had at the beginning of the episode, where I was like, I don't like this. Uh, because the government is currently a farce. And I I'm felt sure it like always the, has been. Again, I would argue that the government depicted in this is far more competent than <laughs> what we have had for many, many years. Yeah. I mean, the president in this movie does have the wherewithal to apologize. Yeah. If anything, the only reason that the plan doesn't work is because of a technical difficulty. I mean, that president, even at the time, would have been better than, what, LBJ or Nixon. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, In I mean, he was, so, he was I mean... kind. He was, <laughs> he was thorough. He did his best to try to stop the situation at every instance he was given the opportunity. He did a really good job of just staying calm, cool, and collective. That's true. He did. He never pressed the button. He was willing to sacrifice a few American lives to save more. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe you have a point. <laughs> maybe you have a point. It's maybe like... I'll watch... What were you going to say? So maybe I'll watch this movie one more time. I think I think my biggest issue with the movie was every cutaway to General Ripper. Because I was like, oh, this is anyone who listens to Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, but upon rewatch... I did find him more humorous. Did you? Okay. Yeah. I think because he was the type of like antsy finger on the trigger type of person. I was like, I don't like where any of this could possibly go. True. And I got very anxious when the one army guy who was sent to stop General Ripper uh, found Mandrake and ma- yeah. accused Mandrake of killing him. I was like, <laughs> I don't like this at all. <laughs> I don't know. I see how the movie was supposed to be funny, but I I was too personally discomforted at the time. But I I still respect what the movie was going for, but I don't respect Stanley Kubrick because he was very bad to everyone that worked for him. Hey, unless you were already a very well-established male actor. That's true. (laughs) If you were a white male actor and you were very well-established, he was quite kind to you. Um, Shelley Duvall was just complaining. I don't think I will watch this movie again. I, I think this is my third time watching it. 
Mm. I think it's my third. Um, and final. Yeah, I just think it it just no longer feels particularly relevant. Uh, the this is this is very much a nineteen sixties movie, um, culturally mm-hmm. and politically. Um, but to, just to continue my point about how like this our argument that we're having about how confident the government is at like if they could actually do something like this is like how i always argue with like i have family members who are like convinced that the government's like covering up like aliens or the existence of aliens and I'm like, right and they're definitely not smart enough to do that right <laughs> we would not we would already we would have learned about them 15 to 20 years ago at least <laughs> i think it would have been like 40 like we could even keep our like our best secrets about vietnam a secret at the time so yeah why i uh, i just but we vietnam should, we should was a stop draw. putting government up on a pedestal even if like that pedestal isn't like a, in a good light they're yeah. they're not on a pedestal these people are just we need we need to stop doing conspiracies about how the government work uh, like works <laughs> yeah. and start doing conspiracies on how it could work better to actually do stuff that's helpful. Yeah. Um dude, we should have trains. We should have fucking trains. Train boys right. <laughs> Ethan no, he's this. not. He's not because he would just bring back the coal locomotive. <laughs> what does he hate, Maglev? <laughs> I've never seen him drive one or talk about them. <laughs> That's true. Um. So black and white make this movie boring. I don't know. This is your I first. Think... I don't know. I think there's parts of this movie. I think the the uh, army base story and the plane story wasn't like served poorly or better in black and white. Mm-hmm. Um. But at the same time, like, there were a few, I think, cool shots in the war room. Just the way the set was designed. Yeah. Um, but I think from, like, a perspective of from 2022, I think having this movie in black and white fits more with the time period it's depicting. Yeah, I agree with that. It would be weird to watch a movie about this subject matter. In color, I think. Yeah. But <laughs> I guess that's what Red Dawn is. Uh-oh. Um, that's I... bogus. <laughs> that's bogus. Oh, we're doing this for my opinions now? That's bogus. I agree with you. I think the black and white is fine for this movie. Just to shout out one sequence that I think works very well in black and white. 
Uh, it's the siege on General Ripper's office. Mm. It's just a really well shot sequence. Uh, yeah. That's Kubrick ripping. had already done scary, a yeah. big uh, war movie by this point, so he and which I find like to be one of his like most beautifully shot movies. So mm-hmm. it seemed like he felt comfortable with filming military stuff. I think he also was a uh, he might have done some like actual military filmography um but to talk about bogus opinions i just want to share uh takar and i've been watching have you heard of this netflix game show called bullshit is that the penn and teller game show no it's the the howie mandel one no i've never i have not heard of this so it's like a trivia show except the trivia doesn't really matter it's like one contestant who's answering the trivia and then there's three other uh contestants who are watching the person answer and they're trying to determine if that person's bullshitting their answer or not. I don't understand how this works. (laughs) So you win money if you are able to convince at least one person that you're not bullshitting your answer. That you're not bullshitting. So like the goal is to pretend that you know the correct answer. Yeah. And you also could possibly know the right answer. Hmm. Um, but, the, but the very so first episode, yeah. like they, after the person's given their answer, they go to the three contestants and they're like, what do you think they're bullshitting? Do you think they're telling the truth? And why, why not? Why not? And the very first episode, uh, like the contestant who was answering questions was kind of this like suave guy and like kind of like a blazer and a sweater like a turtleneck <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and one of the contestants like I just think he's bullshit and I mean just look at him like the way he's dressed <laughs> like we both started laughing because we're like this, why did this immediately become <laughs> judgmental and personal yeah. <laughs> This immediately became a roast on the way this guy <laughs> chose to present himself today. Sorry, ch- chose to dress nice for national TV. Way to pick that shirt, idiot. <laughs> Bullshit. This guy's a fucking liar for sport. <laughs> so what you're saying is we should do an episode uh, where we have a third party come and guess if we actually know the answers to some of these trivia questions. Uh-huh, but then just makes their judgment calls based on our appearances. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is always poor. I'll make sure I get a haircut before you. Um, oh, you can tell I need one? <laughs> <laughs> Probably as much as you can tell I need one. Eh. Eh. Yours looks fine. You have it You have it uh, hidden on your head in a way where it doesn't look uneven. It's called a skin flap. Uh-huh. <laughs> But my uh, toupee ass looking hair needs a needs a trim. Mm. I'll All be right, right back. It, no, and, after uh, you. After you. No, I'm sorry. We'll be back uh, after a word from our sponsors. Ronald's toupees. Hi, I'm Ronald from Ronald's toupees. You need a toupee? I got one. I only got one. There's more coming, but. I got one. And we're back. <laughs> uh, now I'm going to cue, cue you 
I-Z. Wesley on the movie <laughs> The Sting. Are you ready to get started? Are you ready for the party? Yeah, I think he's full of bullshit. Just the way, <laughs> <laughs> the way he's looking and talking right now. <laughs> I th- Wesley, this movie is called The Sting. Why haven't you seen this movie and what do you think happens in it? Or rather, what do you know happens in it? Um, The Sting is probably going to be a Sting movie. I.e. a movie about Sting. (laughs) The man? No. Um, The legend? I think this is going to be like a heist movie. Uh, Black and white. (laughs) Are you sure about that? No. (laughs) No. Do remember that I told you there are maybe a couple of movies on my list that are not in black and white. Yes, I know, and I'm frustrated that I forget, so I, I'm just, I'm just going to pretend that you don't tell me that. <laughs> um, Let's just keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> He's bullshitting his answer. He's being very sassy to me. He's being a naughty little boy, and he's poking one of his, his index finger into his dimple. Um, into one of four of my dimples. Not his back dimples. Those are just nipples. Um, on your back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone's never heard of a reverse udder. Um, <laughs> you could milk them. <laughs> yes, you've done it. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble in my new improv class for doing shit like this. <laughs> Uh, this is going to be, there's probably going to be like a team of three or four dudes, all white dudes. Um, let's say it'll be a museum heist. Trying to get that big old diamond. Okay. So just a little bit more on that. Uh, if you want to try to split your guesses. Question two is, what is I would like the big... To split my guesses. Okay. Question number two is, <laughs> what is the big con, and why does Robert Redford's character, Hooker, want to do it? Big con uh, is get the big diamond. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to split be... my guesses. Says the exact same answer as before. But I'm giving other options too. Oh, fucking bitch. Um, that's bullshit, actually. <laughs> uh, bank fraud. Those checks. Let it go. <laughs> or um. Hmm. Murder? <laughs> it's probably not murder. The biggest theft is theft of life. Uh, but why does Hooker want to do this big heist? Um, he wants to do the big heist because he's bored. Um, he needs the money, or he's looking for fame, notoriety. Speaking of heists, or what kind of it? This. It references um, Catch Me If You Can quite a bit. I watched this three-part docu-series called Don't Fuck With Cats. 
Have you heard of it? I have heard that title before, but I have no idea what it is. It's really good. I would recommend it. There okay. is some animal abuse in it. They don't show it. Not cool with it anymore. They don't show it. All right. And it's about Definitely these not. animal lovers trying to bring this guy to justice. And it just like blows up into something absolutely crazy. Hmm. I'll check it out. Like an international chase. <laughs> hmm. All right, it's audience. Wes, Wes uh, recommends Netflix is the best streaming platform to watch. Don't fuck with cats. Mm-hmm. But the best platform in general, Amazon Prime. <laughs> we'll be right back after this brief message from. Ah, it's me again. I, <laughs> I, got, I just got another one in the mail. It's it's been they rolled it up for some reason. I don't know why. It's gonna take a little while to flatten out. But I'm just saying, I got another one. It's red. <laughs> and we're back. Question number three. What silent signal is performed by the group of grifters to show camaraderie? What are they trying to do to show camaraderie? What silent signal? Oh. To let them know they're all on the same team. Um, hmm. You could get three guesses. They give a thumbs up. Uh, they wave. Or they give each other a hug and three pats on the back. And they count it <laughs> out loud. One, two, three. <laughs> they sound just like the count from Sesame Street. And then they one back pat. <laughs> and then they two walk away. Back. And they're like, that guy must be on my team. <laughs> that guy's probably all right. All right, uh, and the final open-ended question. A cop follows Hooker for a majority of the movie. How does the gang get the cop True. off of his trail? True. Next question. Uh, they get him off the trail by uh, pulling an old Nathan for you, getting some decoys. Um, <laughs> it's a good episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially because the guy never realizes. <laughs> and he's like, I, I got you. It was too easy. Um, they... Can't believe that guy got his own fucking show. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not surprised, though. He had too strong of a personality. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'll say they're just smarter than him. Uh, so they just leave. They know how to cover their tracks. He just can't keep up. Yeah. He dumb dumb. Uh, As they all are, Wesley. And As they all are. Finally, my third guess is that, you know, when the apes become too smart for their own good and they, and they start... Uh, escaping from zoos and laboratories, his hands become a lot more full, and this heist has got to wait. You can't, you can't do both things. It's catch the monkeys or <sighs> catch hooker. <laughs> do I catch this hooker, or do I, <laughs> do I catch these violent monkeys who could become hookers? 
<laughs> this ape insurrection of potential <laughs> ape hookers. <laughs> All right, moving on to multiple choice. What song, which is burned into my brain from Six Flags Great America, uh, underscores na, 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 na. underscores a lot of this movie? And I have uh, audio samples if you need me to send them to you. Is it A, Chopsticks, B, I would like the an maple audio leaf. sample, John. You'd like an audio <laughs> no, sample, for bum, 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 bum. They're all just me singing. Was that... Uh, have you seen Superman Returns? Uh, no, I haven't. Hmm. Maybe like a piece of it, but never the whole thing. Maybe I should show you that. These links work? No. My brother and I were just talking about how that was one of our first 3D movies. But it was at the time where in the IMAX, they only had certain scenes that were in 3D. So there was like a sign at the bottom of the screen that would flash and say, put on your glasses or like take your glasses (laughs) off. And there was a really (laughs) loud sound effect that would go. (laughs) Glasses on. Glasses on. Waiting on seat A3, (laughs) D20. (laughs) Then the usher would have to come out and go, put on your glasses. (laughs) Don't you hear the voice? And then you get into a fight a lot like um, they live. Put on the glasses! (laughs) Uh, The other options are The Maple Leaf Rag by Scott Joplin, The Pineapple Rag by Scott Joplin, or the Entertainer by Scott Joplin. Um, definitely going with the Entertainer. Okay. I would love for the Entertainer to be the tense <laughs> underlying sound of <laughs> of a heist movie. It's a Mission Impossible like crawling through the vent scene. When I used to do uh, productions of play festivals and I was like a producer, I would not not the one that you were in when I was directing, but like later when I was a producer of the festivals, mm-hmm. I would have the cast do like a small like dance party warm up. <laughs> and like I would put on like all their like favorite dance songs and stuff. Um but then inevitably in my shuffle I always put in the entertainer and I would and they would all complain and then I would force them to dance. And so they're like trying to do like modern dance As you were <laughs> They're like trying to do modern dance moves and like shit. I wanna see someone nae to the entertainer. That's right, folks. Ethan thinks the nene is a modern dance. It was back then. <laughs> there. Dabbing to the entertainer. <laughs> Honestly, that one works. <laughs> Hitting the deepest dab on that last little plink. Boo-da-da-dum. Dum! Exactly. Uh, folks, stay tuned to our YouTube channel where Wes and I will dab to the entirety of the Entertainer. <laughs> to all of Scott Joplin's discography. 
Yeah, the entirety. Ethan and Wet wheeze need dabs to Scott Joplin. <laughs> I think we should make it a TikTok instead. We, it's time for us to make a TikTok where we dab to every ragtime song we can find. Duet with your own. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> AJL has their TikTok to post clips from their episode. We have a TikTok where we dab to ragtime <laughs> and the hits of Motown. <laughs> and where we espouse our political point of view. <laughs> Multiple choice number two. How does Robert Redford stop a potential mugger at the beginning of the movie? A. He trips him. B. He mugs that mugger first. C. He tosses a suitcase at their legs while they're running. Or D. Pretends to stab him. I want to see him mug the mugger first. I think that would be very fun. All right. Multiple choice number three, which of these is not a grift that we will see in the movie? A, tricking someone into making incorrect change. B, giving counterfeit money to the police. C, poker. Poker's always rigged. Or D, a rigged roulette wheel. Um, rigged roulette wheel. Even though I would find that very hard to rig, I'm sure someone's done it. I could show you so many rigged roulette wheels. Here, let me turn my camera. <laughs> you think I have a job? <laughs> my job is the hustle. His <laughs> entire closet is a mini casino where he figures out how to <laughs> seamlessly hustle. <laughs> okay, everyone, you want to come see my casino? <laughs> I have to take them to the back corner of my apartment to my walk-in closet. All right. Uh, Fourth multiple choice question. Which check-in phrase does Doyle Lonigan use most frequently? A. Capiche. B. You follow. C. Do we have an understanding? Or D. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I'm going to say D. I've said D for all my answers, haven't I? Uh, no, you, oh. you, you said uh, B for the second one. Gotcha. All right. Well, yeah, D. Lay it all on the line for question number five. Is it D? Which of these people do not shoot a gun or plan to shoot a gun at Hooker? A, the FBI, B, Detective Snyder, C, Loretta Salino, his love interest, or D, Gondorf, his partner. Gondorf. Who doesn't plan to shoot him with a gun? Who does not shoot a gun at him or plan to shoot a gun at him? Um... You know what? The FBI are pretty upstanding. They're careful with their firearms. I'll go with the FBI. They would use de-escalation tactics first. 
They're known for their de-escalation. They would simply install a puppet democracy in his house before he gets home. That's the CIA. I hope this movie has the Robert Redford of Pete's Dragon in this movie. Never seen Pete's Dragon. Can't relate. It's just... It came out in 2016, so he's super old. Uh, oh, new Peach Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> now he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, when you said old Peach Dragon, I was like, I don't remember anything about a movie that people have said is mostly okay. But now that you're talking about a movie that sucks. <laughs> I don't remember anything about a movie that was a cartoon. I only remember real things. <laughs> With a real dragon. Like The Lion King that came out recently. <laughs> or The Beauty and the Beast that came out recently. Or minions that came out recently. They're real. Something, something real. Something I've Again. seen and touched with my own eyes. <laughs> and loved. Don't let the government... All right. I know in the earlier part of the show we were talking about how the government isn't smart enough to cover this up. Minions are real. <laughs> but we got a true or false. Hooker loses all of his partner's money after their first grift in the movie. Yes or no? Uh, yes. False. Putting you down for false. Alright. <laughs> True or false number two. The first cop we see interact with Hooker immediately beats the shit out of him. True. How early in the movie do you think this happens? First ten minutes. True or false number three. Kid Twist imitates a Western Union representative, but does not remove a picture of the real representative's wife from his desk. Uh, true. Why replace a picture? Right. That's my wife now. This is my minion wife. <laughs> Tibu dabu. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. Banana. <laughs> Papaya, a divorce? Banana. <laughs> You've been cheating on me? Oopidotobanka. <laughs> and you're taking the kids? And they're not mine. <laughs> True or false number four. Joe Erie's job during the big con is to piss off their mark as much as possible. Ah, uh, false. What do you think his job is? Probably be, uh, befriend him, get to know him. Uh, but he just does such a shitty job at it that he does piss him off anyway. <laughs> okay. True or false number five, a sniper fires at Hooker after he has sex with the woman from the diner. Hell yes. Man, if I had a nickel. If I had a nickel for every time I fired a shot at someone for having sex, <laughs> I'd be a Republican judge. I was going to say a Catholic priest. What's the difference? 
True or false number six. Well, one's a pedophile. No. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot for your <laughs> podcasting app. These cold, cold ancient jokes. Uh, true or false number six. Hooker gives his cut of the big con to his former partner's family. No. He's a criminal. No criminal has any moral compass. Mm -hmm. All they want is power and money. If anyone's in jail, all they wanted was power and money, and they deserve to be there, and they can never change. That's why I find Les Mis so infuriating. (laughs) Because why would people start singing if they're evil? (laughs) The fact that that guy gets a second chance at life... (laughs) It just really burns you up. I one time I came to visit Wes and he was crying in rage because he had just watched Les Mis for the fifth time. And he was doing the the Jesse Pinkman, you can't keep getting away with it. (laughs) One day more? Absolutely (laughs) not. (laughs) Why aren't they killing him? his life. <laughs> Alright, Wes, I'm about to send you a picture from this black and white movie. Alright. Um... Gaslight the audience into thinking that this picture is black and white. This is Robert Redford. Uh, just a fun little tidbit. Uh, this was taken of uh ethan's tv and the reflection of his lamp perfectly encircles robert redford's hand over his crotch the audience will see that little fun fact um he's on a toilet looks like he's maybe taking out a smoke or something from his pocket He's licking his lips like he needs a smoke. He needs to chow down on a cigarette. <laughs> um, and then I'm guessing there's one of his accomplices who's laying in the tub. Looks like the shower's running. I'm guessing he, Robert Redford's trying to sober him up. I'm going to say this is towards the middle of the movie when they're starting to like do some run-throughs of the heist in order to... Uh, uh, try and get it right and some of the guys are breaking under pressure and one way in which people break under pressure is resorting to substance abuse because it's one thing they what? can feel in control of what? yeah someone would do that? they wouldn't just talk to their therapist? Ethan, no, 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 or... no, Ethan it's a movie oh <laughs> it's all Sorry, fiction I was, I was scared that people were abusing alcohol no. Something that can they can buy freely. Nope. Oh, you don't thank have to worry God. about that. I was really worried I wouldn't be able to sleep tonight. Don't worry. There are plenty of other reasons for you not to sleep tonight. Because my minion wife has left me. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to get married to Kira now. <laughs> or else you will get deported. <laughs> <laughs> Because the other thing the government doesn't <laughs> tell you about minions is they're all American citizens. 
naturalized citizens. <laughs> as soon as any minion is born, it doesn't matter where, they are a naturalized American citizen. <laughs> they are handed a passport at birth. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. We're a game show. The current score... I have to remind people that this is not a podcast. A podcast. This is a game show. The current score is Wesley, 30 out of a predicted 62. And Ethan, 27.16 out of a predicted 51.5. Follow us on Twitter at We Ain't Seen It, where I post pictures uh, and the screenshots and sometimes just yell at Wesley. Uh, I forgot to post last week's picture. Probably not going to do it. On Twitter, you can follow me at Powerful Goose or on Letterboxd at eGeese. You can follow Wesley on either platform at Baby Wesley. And remember to destroy your arm so that Hitler can't use it. And if you see my minion wife anywhere, <laughs> please call me immediately. <laughs> Email the podcast a thumbs up if you've seen my minion wife. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>